Have you ever seen the meme of a skeleton sitting on a bench and underneath it says me listening while my child finishes telling me their story? We know that listening to our children is so important, but it's not necessarily so easy. So in this episode of parenting in just 20 minutes, we're going to look at three foundational skills of listening that form the foundation and basis of healthy communication that's so important in our relationship with our kids. Welcome back. I'm Gila Ross, host of the Power Up Podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about a little bit, uh, something that we've touched upon, upon in the past, but we haven't really given much focus to. We've just kind of spoken about it and, you know, said how important it is, but today we're actually going to get down to the nitty gritty of it. So what on earth am I talking about? Because I'm going round and round in circles, building up the suspense, and what on earth am I talking about? We're talking about listening, because we've said in the past about how important it is that our kids feel heard, right? No one can hear until they are heard. But let's talk about what that listening, how, let, let's talk about the nitty gritty. How, how, how do we do this effective listening. Um, so what's interesting is that the Hebrew word for listening, he, Hebrew is a fascinating language because in English you have words, and I can't remember if I've said this before, so excuse me if I, if I, I did, and they don't necessarily mean anything, right? There's nothing ex- intrinsically cat-like, for example, about the word cat. It's just a label that we give to an animal that is a cat. Whereas in Hebrew, the words themselves have a meaning. So the words for, for to hear is lishmoa, which actually means three different things, which we're going to look at and going to see there's three levels of hearing. The first is, number one, to hear. Number two, to understand. And number three, um, to accept. And when we examine these three levels kind of of, of listening, we, we're really going to find out what is the, um, the basis for better communication. And this is a parenting course. So we're going to talk about how it plays out in, in our relationships with our children. But the truth is, it's key to all our relationships, right? And um, um, better communication. So what, 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 what are we talking about? So number one is, is the physical act of hearing. And it sounds easy. You got to listen to the kids. Let me ask you a question. Does anyone ever struggle with this? If they're talking about something that doesn't particularly interest me, (laughs) I mean, I really have to make an effort to zone in on what they're saying and not think, oh, what about the laundry, the dishwasher, the anything else? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, um, I I only find it hard to listen when I'm doing something, or like if I'm changing the baby, and then my son's like, "Can you listen to this?" And I'm like, "Well, no, I can't really because I'm busy." <laughs> but apart from that, then yeah, I can listen fine. Right, um, and and you know, Becca, it's, it's a good point, right? When you have more than one kid, it's sometimes physically it's hard to, to hear them, right? You know, you've got the, there we go, sound effects. We have, <laughs> you, you can have, you can have, um, thank you to your baby for, for providing 
doing that, right? <laughs> like the background noise and you know, your child is talking to you or you could be doing the school run or you could be doing, right now, we don't necessarily pick when our children um, decide to talk to us. So the first step is, 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 is just to physically catch what they're saying. And this is best done in, in a quiet place, right? To try as much as possible to, to find a quiet place where you can actually hear them. And you know what, even saying something to your child, like, why don't you come over here and talk to me? Or um, I wanna hear what you have to say. Why don't you tell, you know, can you wait one minute while I, while I finish changing the baby's nappy or whatever, and then tell me like, when we, even when we say something like that, it, it sends such a, a message to our children that they are worth listening to and, and that we want to hear what, what we're saying, what we're saying, what we're saying to them. And sometimes when something's going on with our children and, you know, they may not want to talk about it, right? And they may not, um, um, and, and, you know, and sometimes we, we can, we take, if we take them out of the environment, right? If you take them for a walk or you take them for a drive in the car, that can encourage them to, to talk to us as well, somewhere where it's a little bit less of a formal um, you know, sit down and talk kind of thing, but something that that is where they can relax and then talk to us. So that that's the step number one that we have to to do is number one is just to set the stage so that we can actually physically hear what they're saying, catch their words, whether it's it's by providing a, a quiet space or or a try as much as possible as as you know a distracted free um, um, zone, or even taking them somewhere where they can hear what we where we where they can feel more relaxed and start to talk the second part is understanding what they are saying right now it sounds easy but the truth is i mean and, and this i think is is also goes back to i think a little bit of what amy and becca were saying is is life as a parent you may have noticed may or may not have noticed can sometimes be just a tiny bit busy right and no, no, not at all. Oh, maybe just a tiny bit busy, right? And um, when our kids talk, it, it can sometimes, you know, be when we're in the middle of doing something or in the middle, you know, like stuff is in the middle of burning or, you know, there's a phone call or something or, or, or you, someone, someone sent you a text which, which aggravates us, right? Like there's, there's lots going on. Our, our kids don't talk and live in a vacuum. So the first step is that we have to try when our children are talking is to be at ease, right? And, and just, just to, to, to clarify, yes, there is absolutely, um, you know, when our kids are telling us their stories, they're great. But um, we're talking also about when our children are opening up to us about what's going on, right? Whether it's things that are going on in, in, in their lives or whether it's um, sometimes when they're complaining or, or, or wanna bring up an issue with us. So when we're at ease, we can pick up what they actually are saying and perhaps more importantly, what they aren't saying, right? Because sometimes sometimes they may not be so aware of, of, of what exactly is bothering them or, or what's going on. But when we when we listen from a place of, um, 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 of ease, then we can pick up what, what they're saying and what, what they're not saying. And while we're listening, there are different things that we can do that will encourage our kids to, to talk. Number one is our facial expression, right? Our facial expression is important. When we're listening and we, we, we look 
interested. That encourages our children to talk, right? In fact, we're told in Prakavot, um, um, Ethics of the Fathers, we're told that you have to receive every person with a pleasant face, right? There's, um, the, the directive there is that we, we're supposed to be people that greet everyone with a smile on our face. And, and um, if, you, if you pull apart the words, it says that we should give every person a, a, a pleasant face, which means that number one, our facial expression has to be pleasant, open, engaging. The second thing is we have to be facing them, right? We can't give them the back of our face or whatever. And every person literally means every person, which definitely, definitely includes um, our, our children. In fact, um, Rav Issa Zalman Meltzer was a rabbi and he used to meet a lot of people and they used to come to him to ask him questions or to, or to ask him for advice or lots of different things. And, and uh, the, the story is told that before he met someone, right, even though it's extremely busy and he met loads and loads of people every day, he would take a couple of minutes just to stop and remind himself that the next person that he's going to meet is a human being, right? And, and, and to be fully present for, for the other person. So that's just a little bit, you know, life is busy, life is hairy, but the more we can just kind of like stop and actually take the time to, to listen and focus um, on, on, our, on our children, the more they will open up to us. And then our comments, right? So what we're saying is when, when we listen to them, when we hear what they're saying, when we, we ask questions, right? We, we, we can ask to clarify, is this what you mean? Um, and and or we can remember what they have told us in the past. For example, if your child is telling you about, you know, a kid that they're, they're having trouble with in, in school or, or a kid that they had fun playing with in school or whatever, and you can say, oh, yeah, I remember you told me a few weeks ago that you played X, Y, Z with that kid, right? It's things like that. They're a message that we're giving to our children that what you say is important to me. Right, because it's, it's such a foundation that to have that relationship where they feel they can come up and talk to them, and then when they have finished, oftentimes when 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 we when we when we're listening, right, we're so focused on what we're going to respond, right, instead of just like listening to hear that as soon as our children, or sometimes even before they finish talking, we're ready with a response. Instead, pause right? Let, let there be a silent pause, at, which, which gives them an opportunity to see if there's anything else that they want to say. And if they don't want to say anything else, then you can sum up what you've heard from, from them. And, and that, again, is, is, is a way of, of taking what they've said and trying to really understand what it is that they are saying um, 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 beneath those words that they're actually telling us. So then, the th let's go on to the third, the third step, which is accepting, right? Now, this is not so easy, okay? So sometimes it's, you know, we listen to what our children say and we can accept, we can accept the child side of things, right? Let's just say your child tells you, you know, um, I find it so stressful to do homework as soon as I get home because I'm really, really hungry when I get home and all I want is a snack and I don't want to do homework right away. And we can listen to that and we can say, you know what, I hear you. Why don't we give you a snack first? Why don't we switch things around? Why don't you do a snack, have a snack first and then you can have a, 
um, you, and then you can do your homework, right? So that's a simple case where we, 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 we may not have realized something beforehand. We may not have understood what it's like for, for our child and we listen and we accept what they're saying and then we can make a tweak based of it on it. And sometimes it's a partial tweak, right? Sometimes they'll say, you know what? When I, I hate doing homework when I come home. I need a snack and I need to play for, on, on the Xbox for an hour first and then I'll do my homework. And we as a parent might have the prerogative to say, you know what? I know my child and if they play on the Xbox for an hour, homework's never going to get done, right? In which case you can say, I hear you and I hear that it's really hard to do to do um, um, homework as soon as you come home. Why don't you do, have a snack first and then do 10 minutes of homework and then do a break with the Xbox or whatever. And, and, and then again, it's, it's we're, we're listening to what our children are saying, we're understanding what they're saying and we're offering a partial um, solution based on, on what they're saying. But there's sometimes that it's, it's accepting that this, is what it's like for my child, right? And especially I think this comes up when, when our, our children can tell us that they don't feel understood or they don't feel heard or they don't feel valued or, or, or appreciated, right? And, and it's, um, let me ask you a question. What, um, um, is it easy always? No, it's not, not easy, no. Can I, can I just ask, ask as, as a question, throw it out there? What, as parents, what can make it difficult for us to hear, to understand, to accept what our children are saying? If we know that they're wrong and, and like what we're telling them as a parent is the right thing to do, then obviously it's difficult to accept and to listen because we know what they want isn't the right way. Okay, okay. If we know that that we're wrong, that they're wrong, Any our own our own upbringing. I mean, how we were brought up is going to affect how we think about things and how and how our parents listened to us and or didn't listen to. Do you know, you know, like our own experiences. And also, it depends what it is. I mean, I, I think sometimes it's difficult to accept what they're saying if the what if the not demands but requests even are unrealistic in terms of money, in terms of what you can physically do. So sometimes it's just it's not always possible to to accept their need but I think that you can accept but without um fulfill do you know what I mean absolutely absolutely so um Lisa the question that we're asking is what can make it difficult for us to um, to ex to listen to and accept and understand our children and I want to make a very Amy is, is raising a very good point and I want to clarify that accepting doesn't mean saying yes right which is the second part of where accepting comes in is that, that we can accept that this is what it's like for the child right this is what it's like for my child and i want to i'll share with you, you know if, you, if, if for example if your child a couple of scenarios if your child is telling you you know mom i feel like you don't love me as a parent will that be very easy for us to accept no <laughs> No, no, because parents are going to get have an emotional reaction to that and think, hold on a second, like, how am I failing as a parent if my child doesn't feel loved, right? Now, the first step to fixing that situation, what, let, let me ask you, what would be the first step? Um, um, abso absolutely, Lisa, that kids want to know they are listened to and validated, even if we don't agree. So, um, Lisa, you're raising a very good point, and, and I would say that 
that before we can agree or disagree, we have to validate, right? Because they're not going to be able to listen or hear our answer until until we have actually validated. And, and you're so right. Like even if if there are times where we 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 we, we can say no, right? Um, but we have to we have to give them that 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 um, um, that that knowledge that they are that we're there to listen to them and that they we are listening and we are hearing where where they're coming from. So let, let me give you let me give you a scenario and let let's see how we can work through it. Okay, and I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you a little bit of a difficult one because I think I think it's 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 important to sort of try and clarify. So let's just say a five year old. Okay. And unfortunately, the grandfather has passed away. And the five-year-old turns to the, his mom and he says, I want to die and be with grandpa. How would we deal with it? How should, based on what, we, on what, on what we've sort of look, listened to this evening, how should we respond to such a comment? I'd say... I'd focus on the, the missing part rather than the dying part. So like, it's clear that you really love grandpa and you really missed him. Um, um, but I'd probably maybe try and turn it and say something like, but I would really miss you if, you know, I wouldn't want you to die because I would really miss you or something. I, I'd try it like that. Okay. Okay, so firstly, I would say um, Amy's talking, number one, respond with empathy right because what 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 i think as a parent um um if we hear a comment like that it's very likely that a parent is going to have an emotional reaction to hearing a child especially a young child say something like that right but to respond number one with empathy right this is a child that is hurting that is grieving for for a grandparent that has passed on and we ha we have to share we have to um, respond with empathy anything else So I would say also what's important to say is, is um, um, happiness that the child is telling us this, right? We have to, we have to say, give an expression of, of you know, that, that we're happy that our child is coming to tell us, even though we don't want to hear this, right? We don't, but at the end of the day, when we don't hear it, it doesn't mean that a child's not feeling that way, but they, 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 this way, at least they know, we know that, they, that they're coming to talk to us and we have to express that happiness that they are sharing their feelings with us and that we hope that they will continue to share their feelings with them. And then I think as, as Lisa mentioned, we also have to validate and try and understand that the child's, the, um, the child's feelings. And once we've kind of done that, then we can try and reorient the child, right? So what, what would it look like is, is, is something like, I'm really glad that you're sharing with me how you feel. And, and I hope that you can come and talk to me anytime you, you feel sad or anything, whatever words you, 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 choose, you choose to think. And you can talk about how it's, it's hard that grandpa's not here. And we, 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 you know, I miss him too, right? So, and then you can say that, but your place right now, your place is here with us and we love you and we want you to stay with us, right? I think, which is what Amy, Amy was, was saying. And then, and then we can finish by saying, please let me know as, as often as it happens when you wanna talk about grandpa or you wanna tell me how you're feeling, 
so 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 what we've what, as as you can see what we've done here is we've heard with 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 responsive with empathy with happiness that our children are, are talking to us validate and then at the same time we've reoriented because as we said just because we've accepted that this is what it's like for the child right as painful as it is to, for us to hear this is what it's like for our, it is for our child it doesn't mean that we have to give it to them we, we have to say you're right but that those are the, the three steps before we can we can we can disagree. And when we have that firm, that strong relationship that is based on, on, on healthy communication, then our relationships can can weather the disagreements and the negotiation, which we can discuss at another time. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Your exercise for this week is to find a quiet, conducive time to spark a conversation with your child. You can ask your child to tell you about their day. Sometimes that doesn't bring anything up. So you could try by asking them their opinion. We were thinking about doing X, Y, Z. What do you think? Or if that doesn't get them to open up, how about you sharing your day with them and then see if that gives them the space to open up and talk to you about the day. I'd love to hear how this went for you. You can get in contact with me either on Instagram, you can find me at Gila Ross or on WhatsApp. I'll put my phone number in the in the show notes. And if you'd like to join the parenting course or if you'd like personalized parenting solutions, please get in touch. Thank you for listening. Have a great day and please take a moment to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. Have a wonderful day.